Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, AfterBuzzers, and welcome to the Vagrant Queen After Show. We have a very special guest back in the house. Whoop, whoop. Welcome, yeah, Jim yeah. Barrard. Please. Hey, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hello. Hello. Happy to be back. Thanks for inviting hey. me. Of course, we're happy to have you back, especially talk about this very fun episode, which had been teased up a bit before. So we're talking episode eight, no clue. Uh, We're going to get into that in just a minute. But before we do, my name is Carrie Lane. I'm joined by my awesome co-host. Hi, I'm James Maple. Good to see you guys again. (laughs) Yay. And then uh, we do have a live chat going. So if you're watching this live, join us in the chat. Have your questions there. And if you're watching it later, no problem. Please comment down below. Also, a huge thank you to everybody who was retweeting, commenting, and sharing all of our posts on Twitter. We really appreciate it and love spreading the Vagrant Queen love because, you know, <laughs> we all got to spread that love. Yay. Thank um, you. Yes. Uh, so, James, before we really get into it, what did you think of this episode? And uh, you have a little confession about a certain movie that you have not seen. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. So, yes, I uh, have never seen the movie Clue. I think I've played the game maybe a couple times in my childhood, so I have a base understanding. But to me, it was always one of those things, like, a, it was a cultural thing that, like, you just know it because you know it. Like, it just, mm-hmm. it's just part of our culture growing up, so I didn't really feel the need to watch it. Um, regarding this episode, I think I might watch Clue after this episode. Um, it pushed me to watch it. This episode was great. I dare to say um my favorite episode thus far uh for me personally i love i'm a big uh comedy fan so the little comedic jabs and the throwback to old hollywood definitely stood out to me so uh two thumbs up on my part awesome it's it's good to know that you got a lot out of it having you know not seen clue and and you know not necessarily knowing all of those uh you know those quotes and uh and those moments so that's good to hear yeah I was so curious about that. I love the movie Clue. I've seen it many a times. I was in the play Clue. So who who did you play? I played Mrs. White. Awesome. Yes. Uh, We had a dual cast too. So you can, I had one time where I played with the other cast and like the other Mrs. White and I swapped out, like if you weren't available or something. So, oh yeah, no, this play is very fun. Uh, Yeah, no, I was... I was so glad to hear that you liked it, James, because I was kind of curious of there could there is probably plenty of people watching this episode and never seen Clue. But if you have, it is shot for shot motions (laughs) and dialogue that was so funny. So I'm glad to hear it was funny, even if you haven't seen it. Now go watch it and you'll be like, wait, this seems so familiar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Jen, before we get into going through the episode, I kind of was curious. Uh, could you talk briefly about like how could you do this in terms of like copyright uh you know like is it public like Mm. how do the logistics of that work because it's so much of it is exactly the same 
Yeah, I think, you know, when you're, when it's an homage like that, and it's clearly, you know, satirical, um, <laughs> there's a certain amount of freedom you have with that. Um, you know, I pitched the idea and then, you know, trusted in my producers to, to make sure that we're all good to go ahead and do it. And, uh, you know, they, you know, they, they said it was the uh, sci-fi were happy to go ahead. Um, and some of our earlier drafts, you know, were sort of a little bit more clue inspired, but they weren't necessarily taking those quotes directly. They were, you know, rewording or, mm. you know, something similar and situations that were similar. And then, um, uh, yeah, we sent it to sci-fi and kind of decided along the way that, no, we should, we should go full clue with it. You know, we should put these, we should replicate those moments on the Winnipeg, do the space version of that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, and so that's what happened. Nice. And then how did you get the initial idea of like, you know, I want to do a Clue episode? <laughs> I know, very random, right? Um, <laughs> well, we when we were in the writer's room, uh, we knew we wanted to do a bottle episode, you know, an episode that's set in one location. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, that had to be the Winnipeg. Um, and so when we were throwing around ideas of, of what that could be uh, and where it would fit in the season, um, it worked best in, in episode eight because, you know, we, we went through a very heavy mid-season uh, for the characters. Mm -hmm. And then episode seven was really about that team coming back together. And so eight felt like the perfect moment to kind of stop and have a bit of fun before they're thrown into the epic finale. So it really seemed to fit there. And when we were coming up with ideas uh, for, you know, what could happen in this bottle episode uh, and, you know, characters that could that could randomly show up, uh, we thought like some sort of murder mystery in space would be mm -hmm. fun. At first it was gonna be a sort of homage to a lot of, um, you know, horror and monster movies. Mm. And then, uh, and Clue was one of them. Um, but, you know, we loved it so much and, and sci-fi uh, really loved it, especially Josh at sci-fi really loved the idea of, of you know, spoofing Clue. So uh, it kind of ended up being, you know, a complete uh, Clue-inspired episode, of course, with uh, some monster action. Awesome. I got a comment from the chat. Suzanne Taylor says, I love that all season, We've complained as we meet new characters and Jem kills them off. But this episode, we were like, murder, murder, murder. <laughs> right? I know. You were ready for it. You knew the murder was coming this episode. <laughs> for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then leading into the episode, a question for you as well. What was the process and the decision-making um, force behind picking each character to be the different characters in Clue and some of them switch a little bit because mm -hmm. I was trying to pace along. And I'm like, wait, but there are different ones, but that was kind of fun. So what was yeah. the process of like 
this person's this, but wait, we're going to have them do that part. Yeah. Walk me through it. Yeah. It wasn't so much about, we wanted these characters coming into, you know, uh, every one of them had to have, you know, was just referencing that particular clue character. We wanted them to have the freedom to play different quotes from the show, to be in different situations. Um, you know, I thought that kind of gave us a lot more freedom in, in, in the room uh, and allowed us to kind of uh, to, to touch upon more references that way. So, you know, we obviously wanted to uh, play on the color theme. Uh, they all had their, their um, color coded uniforms. They were all named after um mm -hmm. the cast of the original movie but we wanted them to just have a bit more freedom um in terms of the the narrative for the episode so that uh, you know a, a few of them could play kind of different lines from the from the source material very cool love it yeah now uh james when you go watch uh, you have to report back <laughs> yeah i'm actually getting words from a couple people in the chat now they're telling me that if i go back to watch clue i'll be i'll understand it even more after watching this episode so it kind of works in a reverse pattern for me yeah, yeah. it was it, when we were when we were kind of coming up with the references it was really a case of you know writing down all these kind of fun clue moments and how we can make them work within mm. our story so you know the uh the famous flames on the side yep. of my head quote right um <laughs> that was it's obviously such an iconic line and a really tough one to put in uh especially if it's like okay with you know uh we want mrs white who uh, uh i believe was was khan who was killed off earlier on so you know we couldn't it couldn't be from khan and it just worked organically when you know the the, the candlestick of fire came out we were like well, oh that was so good time yeah to throw this line in. So it was sort of, yeah, it allowed us to be a bit more organic. Oh, we got some awesome quotes here in the chat. Thank you, everybody, with great ones. Uh, Relentless Eight Goddess says, named after the cast, and Tim ordered curry. I didn't I even that notice one. that one. That was good. Uh, Tracy, asked, <laughs> Tracy Williams asked, and I was kind of curious, and I thought so too, was the music from Clue as well? Are some of the no. songs? No, oh, the music no. was again. It's uh, com our same composers, uh, Pressure Cooker Studios in Cape Town. Um, you know, they've we've definitely got a unique sound uh, for Vagrant Queen, and and this episode, mm. I, I, you know, it was super fun for them. I I told them to watch Clue, uh, and said we were going for something like this, and so every track in that is uh, original piece composed by them in the style of Clue. Wow, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there were some songs that made me go, wait, was this in the movie? But I guess that's, yeah. that's a sign they did a good job because it makes me think yeah. it was. Yeah, we had two songs in there. Obviously, the shake, rattle and roll, the, the two songs yeah. that play in the original movie we licensed for the episode as well. Okay, nice. Very cool. Uh, Barbie Evans says, did anyone request who they wanted to play or scenes they <laughs> wanted to be in? Uh did the actors request? No, they, not really. I think there were a few extra lines thrown in on set, you know, whenever we could throw another kind of reference in, uh, we would. Um, okay. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, the cast had seen the movie, so there were certain certain moments where they would kind of, uh, you know, think back to, uh, to Clue in terms of how that original actor played it. 
Yeah. Uh, similar scene, a couple referenced it. Alicia Rollins, Suzanne Taylor, and then Relentless Goddess talking about the let us in, let us in, let us out. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yes, that, uh, that, that had to go in. That, yeah. That was one of my favorite moments, yeah. And uh, uh, I think, yeah, it was, that was, we were trying to figure out as well where that could be. And so we wrote the washroom in and, mm. and the secret passageway that leads into the washroom. Perfect. Uh, then Trace Williams also asks, has the cast seen Clue? Has the cast seen Clue? Yeah, like when, before you filmed it, had all, yes. the all the actors seen Clue and so they were familiar with the references? Yes. Um, yeah, everyone knew going in that it was, uh, yeah, that we were yeah, playing on the Clue and it was uh, heavily referencing Clue. So yeah, everyone going in uh, had, had seen it before. Somebody was mentioning that Adrian hadn't seen it, maybe? She hadn't before, um, oh. yeah, before she knew that it was going to be a, oh, cool. you know, a clue reference. So I think she kind of watched it the week leading up or something. Oh, I like this one. Um, also, shout out to the Vagrant Gifts on Twitter. Um, yes. James, I don't know if you noticed, they had shot for shot references from the episode to the I movie Clue. Everyone was liking it on Twitter and I was like, why am I the only person who doesn't understand this? Because you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great. Uh, and then Vagrant Gifts in the chat asks, in season two, are there any other films you would like to dedicate episodes to? There are too many. Um, oh. <laughs> one, I would love to do a musical episode and I've promised, uh, I've promised Josh... Clap. Yes, I promised Josh from Sci-Fi that we will most definitely reference Grease 2. Oh, yay! <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so nice. I will hold my promise. All right. Um, well, I'm so glad we've done a whole bunch of deep dive of questions of this episode because I think it was just so fun to learn all the behind the scenes, especially if you have watched Clue. Uh, so the beginning of the episode, we have everybody planning uh they're doing everything go team winnie <laughs> mm -hmm. uh and then the alcohol how that just makes everybody a little more like loose-lipped and i love you guys yep uh, but doesn't quite go the way everybody wants <laughs> yeah this um this there was there was a few things that was really important for me to do in this episode um i mean obviously you know it's a it's a very fun ridiculous episode that sort of takes a step away from the larger uh arc season arc for a while but um i wanted to continue the stories of you know uh alida and isaac and alida and a may you know especially mm -hmm. after the team had just sort of split up so it was important to have a couple scenes in there to kind of continue their stories the alida isaac reunion the the apology from them both and, um, you know, another moment with Alida and Amay. Uh, because, you know, we know at this point there are feelings that Amay has said, uh, has told Isaac in, in Seven. And, um, and while Alida hasn't quite said it yet, there's, uh, you know, we can tell that there's something there. She told Isaac the, that, you know, she's scared the, to lose it again, to lose what she mm -hmm. has. And so that's weighing on her. So it was important to kind of, put those moments in scattered throughout this ridiculous clue episode <laughs> yes 
I lay how she says, um, you know, they're talking, as we were saying, uh, Alita and Isaac, it's better with her around, referring to Ame, like the ship is just better, you know, just their camaraderie works well, like they're a really good group to work together. And then, yeah, I was so glad that they had yeah. a moment to chit chat and everything and uh, get together. But then we get into the arrival of the intergalactic parking police force, <laughs> essentially. <Yeah. laughs> yes so what was the influence for like their vibe is it very directly from the comic or did you want to give them a certain you know style or how they interact with the rest of the characters yeah I think um you know tonally it was just uh kind of keeping with this uh with this style and tone we've kind of uh, set out in season one which is just very fun and irreverent and <laughs> ridiculous you know it's a park it's an internet intergalactic parking authority um and that really came about in an earlier episode you know we saw isaac uh isaac's ship uh being towed um and that was you know one of the rules in the room was to just kind of keep it fun and keep it relatable and so mm-hmm. you know this idea of you know getting towed or getting parking tickets came up and then uh when we were sort of working on the bot what the bottle episode could be and who you know who could be the sort of antagonist in this episode because you know Laz was taking a break uh for that episode you know we uh, kind of threw back to the the uh the, the parking authority um and thought well what if they you know what if they show up what if they take the ship um but yeah you know we wanted something very fun and irreverent nice uh, James, what do you think of the, they get the food and the soup slurping. <laughs> so we get one kind of gross, but then that goes into the gross of that face destroyed. Uh, came mm. out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I, thought, <laughs> I, I don't know why I always like think of this show as like this, like, it's very, I mean, it is a lighthearted show, but every now and again, like that scene in particular with the guy's face all like sprawled out. I was like, yeah. whoa, this is real. So uh, yeah. those moments too always it was it was a good moment too within this episode because it was on the heels of so many like cheeky moments and like it's like oh don't forget this is still Vagrant Queen like don't don't let these little jokes fool you like <laughs> don't get the good good so um I I love those moments uh, it, it, that that particular really um made me think about what was to come for the episode because again going into it it was very funny I was like oh oh well we won't see some some real some real stuff go down in this episode so I really liked it. Cool. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that uh, I think I mentioned this this last time. It is it's quite a a gratuitous show, you know, at times, and and that was kind of part of this unique tone we were going for. I think you, it, you don't really sort of see that in a lot of space operas uh, and space shows. Um, there's a lot of laser fight, and there's never any blood, and that was something that uh, we really liked about the comic books as well. Um, and that, you know, I think Max and Jason did a really great job of as we're showing sort of you know, some of the violence uh, within all these fights. And so, um, yeah, you know, that episode eight couldn't be any different. We had to kind of keep that gore alive. Mm-hmm. Yes, it looks so good. Uh, it was just like, oh, and I like that they're like, is he really dead? It's like, come on. <laughs> come on, homie, you know he's dead. <laughs> but, you know, we see people come back. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, um, Jem, you kind of mentioned it, and we'll bring back that moment. We have Ame and Alita when they're kind of going through the ship. That moment stood out a wonderfully awkward, and I wouldn't change anything. And <laughs> friend zone moment, James. How are you feeling then? About which moment again? I'm sorry. Uh, the moment Alita and Ame are walking, and they're like doing their searching, and they have the yeah. friend zone essentially of like yeah. wouldn't change anything, but. Yeah, pat on the shoulder, and it's like... Yeah. This is, like, I, I I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm part of this blossoming relationship because it's, like, every episode we get a little bit closer and a little bit closer to them kissing. And I feel like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in this episode, it happened a couple times. Was it? I think it happened again. They had another quick little moment um, mm-hmm. where you, I thought that there was going to be something that happens between them. Um, it's become this, like, elusive eh, thing. Nope. I know, I was like, ugh. Eh, nope. I want to I say this time was it alita who made the kind of inch forward i don't remember uh you know they kind of they kind of both did but alita is you know we've seen a may admit her feelings in the last episode and alita hasn't mm-hmm. quite got there you know there's more there's kind of fear on her part she yeah she's scared to lose this family that she's that she's built especially after you know what they all went through and so you know, it's a leader's kind of turn to kind of put up that uh, that friend wall. And, you know, one thing I got out of this episode, too, this is one of the first times I'd seen Isaac just point blank to Alita say, like, I know you have feelings for her, like, express them. Because I feel like it was always kind of danced around amongst mm-hmm. the three of them, the, the, the two fe- the feelings that the, the two girls have. This is one of the first times I'd, I think I'd seen Isaac say, you know, I, as a bystander, I see it and seek it, go yeah. after it. Yeah, and one of the first times we've seen Isaac have a genuine heart to heart with a leader mm-hmm. as well. You know, they kind of had this broy friendship where they'll, you know, uh, they won't. Oh, they've never really spoken about you know, proper feelings and things. Yeah, and, and that's always always been a maze thing. But this is, you know, we we saw them genuinely connect, and it's it's certainly been the last few episodes a big turning point for Isaac. Mm-hmm. I, I like that you said this bro relationship and remind me of the joke that was so good of, I need to get off. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was that good. Was so good. That, yeah, now's not the time to be getting off. Yeah, uh, shout out to like, uh, <laughs> Mika Collins uh, for that joke. Yeah. That uh, speaking, really of, good. speaking of jokes that kind of like, I, I think need to be displayed. There was another scene where they're um, uh, doing pull the Franken- Frank and something yeah. that the hot dog. Frank, Frank, I thought Frank that was Curtis. very funny. And the uh, the one and April was like, "It's a long black red button." And I was like, "Wait, wait, what's going on?" <laughs> I yeah, thought that well, scene the, was very funny. Uh, I yeah, I loved. We all had so much fun shooting that scene. Yeah, the Frank and of course, are another kind of uh, uh, reference to the amazing Tim Curry. Um, Doctor Frankenfurter. Yeah, and, yes. and you know when we were trying to figure out how we could uh, in the movie they've got um, these straws or the uh, that they're that they're cutting yeah to see who goes with who we're trying to figure out how to do that and we you know it made sense why you know why is it not what they're uh, what they just ordered from Bluebird Eats mm-hmm. uh, and so that's how that scene came about it was very very fun to to shoot that was the scene uh, Tim was actually kind of lobbing at these sausages and. Finger. Oh no! Yeah, I was like, that seems like a silly way to cut them. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, didn't tell any of us. 
he just kept going with the scene. And then, you know, I called cut and he's like, I'll be right back. And <laughs> oh. leave set and just blood everywhere. Oh no. Um, <laughs> actually, speaking of that, someone on Twitter mentioned that this episode had quite a few different accidents. Accidents? Was there, so was there any other accidents besides that one of the cut or anything else behind the scenes? <laughs> uh, no. Oh. <laughs> okay. no. Tim likes to try and spread this rumor about someone tasering themselves, but that's just a lie, Tim. Oh, I'm glad you <laughs> clarified that because someone mentioned that. And I'm like, okay. I, I might have maybe accidentally while, while talking about taser safety. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> how, how bad was the tasering? It wasn't bad, but it it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say video or it didn't happen, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we get the other baddie, James. What did you think of this space bug spider lady? Love, loved it. I love too. Um, we I feel like we never give credit to Winnie Bot because Winnie Bot be dropping facts on us way early in the episode about like what's coming, like little these little nuggets. Because she mentions that like the female bug is like the one to not mess around with. She's like the queen, the queen bug. So it was cool to see. Like if you listen carefully, you can kind of see that that foreshadowing happen. I love the bug. I love the sass of the bug. I love the bug was like kind of like a human being in a sense because it had that attitude and like i know that the the bug took on some of the characteristics of leslie as well because i I remember Mm. um i think it was tim or or isaac who like tried to play off of her running her mouth all the time he was like asking Mm. her questions as they were pinned down so Mm -hmm. i love that that blending of the two characters into one so i thought it was a cool idea cool yeah um yeah the bug went through many kind of iterations and and you know who do we want this character to be um at one point was kind of very different from the the character that we settled on um and it was very funny but we realized it had sort of become like a spider version of what we would what we had already done with clive in the earlier episodes uh and so yeah this this character uh came about that line the the female of the species is more deadly than the male um again it just fit organically into that moment but was another you know we got to throw back the clue again with that um and and introduce a really uh fun monster and then you know because it's a i think we you know the first i think it's like the three four acts we're playing on that clue theme and then we kind of uh switch it to a kind of you know clue alien mashup mm-hmm. in space uh nice yeah i I like that essentially she's a black widow which would go with mrs white and then it's the flames i was like yes yeah cool uh, james don't trust mrs white (laughs) i don't know what that means but i'm not gonna trust this lady (laughs) Uh, i mean don't trust any of them but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm glad you glad you picked up on that and again like it was just uh, that line being one of the most iconic in the movie the flames on the side of my head um yeah we managed to kind of fit that in organically with the with that fire moment so yeah I'm really glad we got that one in uh then we have uh, you had mentioned before we started so with that spider you were saying how the body the main part is practical and then the legs mm. are digital yeah 
yeah, when I was uh, pitching the idea, because uh, you know we're you know we're we're a pretty low budget show and we do a lot with our budget. Uh, but when I was pitching this bottle episode and suddenly said, you know, and and there's this giant spider, you know, everyone was like, oh, how we how are we going to do that? Um, and so, like any any episode, any character, whenever we could do something practical we will and so um yeah the corporal steps is played by uh, a wonderful actress named Anne Hirsch uh you know and I love she came in with so, so many great quirky mannerisms and, mm-hmm. and, and you know moments that she brought to that character and everything from you know head to her waist is practical including the big kind of spider butt um that's all that's all practical uh, and then the uh, she wore uh, these green leggings, uh, mm. which are great. I'll I'll try and find some fun behind the scenes shots of that of this half spider with green leggings, uh, and um, yeah, all those those legs are CG. And then we obviously added the blinks as well. Very cool. Yeah, she was. I loved it because it looked really creepy, yeah. but almost like you can under you familiar and alien at the same time. Uh, yeah, so she's one of my great. favorites. One yeah. of my favorite characters, uh, creatures of the show, for sure. Oof. Yeah, definitely a dangerous one. So you get mm-hmm. the spike to the head. Now, James, what did you think of the zombie people essentially coming back? Loved it. Loved it. Like big. <laughs> now this. Now this is when I was like, okay, I understand all of these references now. Like I'm a big zombie fan, so I love the coming back. I I, I thought that was such a cool spin. Um, because again, like I haven't seen Clue, I, I didn't, I guess I, now you guys are talking about it, I didn't understand like the little nuance jokes along the way, but the, all the zombie stuff, I was like, I'm here for that. Um, love that they all came back. Love the, um, the, the uh, what is it, the mannequin challenge that we did mm. this episode. Love that. It's really, really cool. Um, I was like, wait, this one came towards the end of the episode. I was like waiting for it. I was like, when is it coming? I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah. So definitely, definitely a uh, big shout out to your, your uh, CD team for that. That was awesome. Cool. Thank you. We had a lot of fun with this one. It was, I guess, one of the more ambitious of the, of the season because, you know, we're going throughout the whole ship and we're going in multiple rooms. Um, and those moments are always designed to sort of be hero moments as well. And so, you know, we had to wait until the end when they were finally kicking ass. Ah, also, I, I think I saw a couple of, behind the scenes pictures or something um so you had people suspended so you could have them in the air uh yes. alita's kick was up did she have uh, some stance holding her or was she holding that the whole time <laughs> she uh she had a stand i mean she could hold it uh, all the stands are really just to make sure that there's you know no movement even yeah uh, nice slight, slight wobbles um yeah, and then obviously all of those uh, those green boxes and stands are painted out. Nice. Yeah, that mannequin challenge is great. A few people in the chat were commenting how much they really enjoyed it. And that leads us to another point in that, so we get the people coming back, which is sort of a thing that happens in Clue, James. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look out for that. Of, <laughs> are they really dead? Where did the body go? Uh, the spiders coming out of the facial orifices was so... <laughs> so gross for me i was like it's one of those things of like everybody does have those things that bother them the most like fingers getting cut or whatever or eyes or you know those things but yeah definitely the that i was like "Eh." yeah (laughs) yep 
yeah spiders I guess yeah a lot of a lot of people's fears right so that particular it, moment mm -hmm. it wasn't so much spiders but the idea of like a critter coming out, out of, of you it was like uh, no it was so good those special effects like the ears and nose and everything was just yeah. so gross and somebody awesome. else in the chat um sorry I missed where it was but they commented on that that was so I, I guess cool. it's just def a destruction of your own self so it is really like uh, it's creepy yeah yeah it's, it's um, but then they figure out we'll stab them in the mouth <laughs> that's how you do it <laughs> get rid of them and then it's kind the of like zombies yeah yeah it's like a headshot yeah. yep mm -hmm. um then they find another gross part we got the digging through the spider butt oh, too yeah. which is gross what what was that black stuff that was some one of the many kind of formulas of goo that we had mm -hmm. on the show um and we had many uh to the point where i had i'd have a few meetings in in pre-production about what type of goo do you want for this situation and then what type of color and i would literally have uh the special effects guys would bring in these little tubs these little containers and i would kind of just oh. play with the goo oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or this one well, no, this goo. Let's go with this goo in black. Can we get this goo in black? Thank you. I have to say uh, the best, <laughs> the, the best goo of the entire series thus far was the character Trev on episode like two or three, <laughs> where he's like talking to Lazaro and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry about all this extra stuff I have. I thought that goo was the best." Oh <laughs> yes, the no, Trev that? was in episode was seven. Uh, the uh, slimy guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the very, very end of an episode, or maybe two yeah. or three, I think it was. I think we even discredit him as uh, as a slimy alien oh, okay. uh, <laughs> who, who who worked for Clive and then went to sell mm -hmm. a leader yes. out to Lad yeah. at the end. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's at the end of episode three, mm -hmm. uh, and it's really fun that you bring that up because uh, that slimy alien is played by an actor called uh, Carl Nell. Um, and he was in episode eight. Oh, mm. interesting. Who interesting. was he? Mm. Who was he? That's it. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the game I played with my editor. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. They've been this actor's been another character. Who is it? So Cornell, who played the slimy alien, was also Agent Lloyd who was the first to die. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we had, we had a few nice. He didn't last long. Some overlaps, <laughs> yeah. 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 didn't last long. Yeah. Uh, then we have the end of the episode. They find out, they get a message that the, um, the people loyal to the crown are going to bomb Mm -hmm. the city where Lazarus. Like, well, we can't really take him out. We may as well just bomb it, which is like, a little bit of overkill because there's probably yeah. plenty of innocent people there but there's yeah, nice yeah. many innocent people yeah you know we wanted to uh the finale to kind of tie it back into you know our main arc uh mm -hmm. to lead us into the finale um and that's Volon leaving that transmission uh talking about general Desai their leader who mm -hmm. we met in uh episode three um, and yeah, they obviously know the power of the Sirzad. They were after, you know, uh, this weapon. Um, and they know it's in, in the wrong hands. Um, and so, you know, they believe that this is, you know, they can't fight him with this power. This is the only way 
to to stop him and obviously yeah. our team our team don't agree with that they do not um one other interesting thing from the chat a few people are wondering is there a floor plan to the winnipeg available that people can see <laughs> um there is a floor plan available um our amazing concept artist dion has one um and it's fun because really uh, we've only sort of kind of really discovered, you know, two thirds of the ship. Um, there's a third of the ship that we were always kind of keeping to explore in, in the late mm. the next season. Nice. Well, there you have it. Everybody who was asking about it, maybe we'll see you later on. <laughs> Yes, we would love, Dion and I have spoken about uh, kind of putting together sort of behind the scenes uh, making of Vagrant Queen because uh, there's Ooh, just yeah. so, uh, there's just so much phenomenal artwork and concept mm -hmm. work that from all departments that went into it that um, it would just be such a shame for, for fans not yeah. to see it. And so we have been working on something like that. So uh, just stay tuned. Mm. Hmm. Very cool, nice. Interesting. Uh, we're going to do our special segment in just a second. We'll also have our predictions. James, any other comments on the episode before we get into our special segment? Um, no, love this episode. Uh, didn't realize the Winnipeg had a doorbell until now. Uh, <laughs> super interesting. Didn't know that. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to bring up. That we nice. Discussed. We should have been using it's, that a long time ago. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, and, you know, like Amay said, just something she's playing with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why do you yes. need a, a doorbell on a spaceship? Who knows? Because we needed one. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice. All right, so now we're going to get into our special segment. And James, what is that special segment called? So this time, it's going to be a bit different. We have a special edition special segment called Winnie Who? Winnie What? <laughs> Winnie Wait. Okay, so now look. <laughs> Now, last time Miss Jen was on the show, she gave us a, a little tease about a couple characters. I think the uh, character we discussed for our Winnie Who, Winnie What special segment last time was Robin Scott. And you told us to look out for her in a future episode because if you liked her, you may see more of her. Okay, so we super appreciate that. So I did a little bit of digging, as your boy does, and I found a couple things. So in this episode, we did have, obviously, the Southern Belle herself, Mm -hmm. uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Leslie was obviously Robin Scott. So, like, when, mm -hmm. I want to show the first image on that. Uh, really, really dope actress. Shout out to her. We love you. Uh, second uh, character we saw was uh, the agent McKean. That was uh, Leon Klingman, who uh, we reached out today, and he gave us confirmation that it was indeed <laughs> him. He tweeted us uh, back today saying that, yep, that's me. So, uh, did a bit more digging. And as I was looking through some of the credits, I tweeted out today, and I can pull up the tweet I can show you guys, and you liked it today, Gemma. And I said, also, wait, hold up. I spot another recurring actor, Agent Maul. So Agent Maul is played by actor Kino Lee, a.k.a. our boy Clive. And I said we would discuss that, so we're doing that mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so now look, I got, I'm like throwing, I'm like seeing familiar faces. I'm like, okay, this is super interesting, but I still need to get our... Winnie who, Winnie what actor. So I'm going through the credits of the show and I'm going down and looking and looking and looking and I see Glover East Driver and I thought he was like, be the coolest <laughs> person to choose. I was like, he's so dope. 
I'm going down further and I see Alien Monster Spider. Now, the last credit that I see is Winnie Bot Voice. <laughs> and I see a very familiar name next to Winnie Bot Voice. Winnie Bot is played by Miss Robin Scott, a.k.a. Uh, Raquel, a.k.a. Miss Leslie. And mm-hmm. I was so shook by this. I sent Carrie a text and I screenshotted the text today and sent it to you guys. And I'll show you on screen now. It says, um, uh, it's Robin Scott, a.k.a. Raquel, a.k.a. Leslie, a.k.a. One Ebot. This whole time, I had no idea. And Carrie replies back with the, oh. And I said, girl, I'm shook. <laughs> I could not believe it. So is the, are, the, are, are the credits true? Is Winniebot, yeah. has Winniebot this whole time been our girl, Robin Scott? She has, yeah. Oh! So, and uh, we decided on Winnie's voice a little later, you know, when we were in post. But basically, mm-hmm. Robin Scott is just a phenomenal talent. She really is. She, um, she's a, a, a voice actor as well. So she's, she's so great with voices uh, and, and accents and um, creating these unique characters. And so, you know, she first auditioned for Reichel. She blew us away. She was hilarious. Um, she brought so much humor to this, um, this, villain, this villainous role. And um, when we were casting for eight, uh, you know, one, the great thing about this show is there's so many kind of heavy prosthetics that uh, you, can, you can bring back these actors that you love working with and they're mm-hmm. super talented and kind of have them play another role and, and kind of, you know, get away with it because of all of this uh, alien makeup. Um, and so we knew that we wanted her back as, as one of the, the uh, parking authority characters. And then when we were in post and we were throwing out names for Winniebot, um, obviously she came into the mix uh, and she did some samples and it was just perfect. And, you know, once I heard her play Winniebot, you kind of, it's hard to hear anything else or anyone else. Um, so yeah, she's yeah. Robin. Robin is uh, is fantastic. I love working with her, um, and I'm sure going forward, uh, I uh, you know she'll continue to be a big part of the Vagrant Queen world. Wonderful. Also, shout out to Winniebot for the electric shock at the end. Ooh, I was like, Woo, yeah. girl, pull yeah. through again. <laughs> Where would they be without her, right? You know, yes. Um, I also like. We had a couple people in the chat point out that. Um, Bar Barbie Evans said, referring to Robin, uh, she said on Adrian's live that she was super happy to cozy up to Tim. Ooh. <laughs> Tracy yeah. Williams says, ha ha, I would be too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and then we photo that she posted. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, Tr- Tammy Ro- Roddell, Roddell, sorry if I'm saying these wrong, incredibly talented voice actor, Robin Scott. Yes. Excellent job. She's very fun to watch there. Uh, ooh, and then off that too, Suzanne Taylor says the prosthetics are so good on this show. You can really Thank see facial you. expressions. Yes, our prosthetics team are incredible, and they were just they were amazing to work with as well. Ag- yeah, agreed. I agree. They're so good. Yeah, that's another thing. Another, you know, this this making of that we want to put together. They've got so many kind of sketches and molds and. Uh, They've, you know, they've documented the process of, of creating each of these characters, and I'd love for people to see it. 
Well, you, you really believe they're like another species, like the moment Robin has with Tim of like, you know, does everybody from Earth look like you? And I know it's a different kind of flirting and everything, but like looking at them as two creatures, you could see like, this is what my people look like. That's what your people look like. Like, do they look like you on your planet? And mm-hmm. I was like, it really helped you be in that world to believe that they're different species. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was blown away by what they could do on on our on our budget as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we are at the end of the after show. We'll do some really quick predictions. Let's get into predictions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yay! There we go. When we're, um, when we're in this studio, we get lights, too. But <laughs> we're all at home now. So, uh, James, what are some quick predictions from you? Uh, quickly, uh, you know, I think that we have the goal now. We, we're on the path. We have, uh, I think we've got all the, like, the jitters out of our system. The team is back together. We know exactly what we need to do. Uh, I do think it's interesting throwing this wrench in with General Desai. I think that's how you say her name. Um, wanting to, yep. to, bomb, to uh, bomb the city. That's a, a curveball I didn't really expect. So I am interested to see how that progresses and how that changes what I thought would be the end goal of, of uh, mm-hmm. Alita. So that's what I'm thinking is going to happen moving forward. They quickly mention a secret passage in the castle. So I'm wondering how this mm-hmm. is going to work out. Uh, I'm wondering if that elusive kiss will maybe come in the final episode. Can we at least get it in season one? <laughs> I mean, yes, a natural, slow, romantic burn is okay, but come on, uh, or at least <laughs> have Alita go, fine, let's take the next step. Maybe they don't kiss on the first date, but yeah, uh, I, I think probably nine will ha- leave our characters feeling like all hope is lost, but somehow they'll figure it out and then it'll be solved in 10. <laughs> So very, very broad and generic, but yes. Uh, well, I know, Jim, you're probably sitting there and like just poke her face and laughing yeah, at her predictions. She's doing, yeah. well. She's I'm, doing well. I'm, I'm very excited for, for, for you all to watch uh, the finales. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That's all, all right. I'm saying. Yay. Oh. oh, okay. Ooh, or maybe it's a post-credit scene. I like this. Tammy uh, Rodell says, "My the kiss prediction. It will happen just before the end credits of episode ten." Okay, Tammy. Oh, yeah. We see you, girl. We see you, girl. Uh, okay, Tammy. <laughs> and then also, random clue question. I just remembered too. Jim, why didn't we get our? But wait, that's not. I mean, we kind of had the, but that's wait. This didn't happen. I almost wanted that as a post-credit scene. Yeah, we spoke about uh, actually shooting some alternate endings, and, and you know, that would be that would be fun. Don't we? We certainly spoke about it. The reality was uh, just time didn't allow okay. for it. <laughs> we, you know, we uh, we wanted to kind of make sure that we put that used the sort of limited time we had to make right. the, the episode as awesome as it could be. But that was certainly something that we an idea we were toying with. Very cool. Yeah, James Van look off for that. I mean, they have a moment on the ship because they're like, I like how Ame is the voice of reason. This is how it happened. And Isaac's like, yeah, that's how it happened. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to, it had to be referenced because it's such an iconic line. So yeah. Tim, Tim says, uh, Isaac, um, but here's, here's how it really happened. And he's like, no, you got it. So 
yeah, we didn't, you know, we couldn't go into that amazing Tim Curry spiel that he has in Clue, but uh, we certainly had to reference it. Well, I do like you saying that because then that kind of confirms my suspicions that Isaac was pretty much the butler most of the time. He <laughs> was, was mostly yeah. Tim Curry. <laughs> mostly, very nice. much, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Gem. It was Thanks. such a true pleasure to dive into this episode, get all behind the scenes. We hope all of you watching enjoyed it as well. It's always a pleasure. Yay. And then, um, James, any final words? Uh, no, loved it. Uh, look out for us next, next week. Uh, you can follow me at, uh, Terrell James Maple on Instagram, James Maple after on Twitter and look out for articles weekly for me as well on Apple Plus TV. Nice. And then, Jim, one, where can people find you? And two, some Vagrant Queen gifts in the chat also ask, how can people help for the renewal for season two? Um, good question. I think just keep tuning in every week uh, to Sci-Fi, uh, Thursday, uh, 11, 10 Central. Um, yeah, just keep tuning in, especially for those those final episodes. Um, that's really the, the best thing fans can do to uh, help us get that second season. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jemga, J-E-M-G-A, or Instagram at Jem Garrod. Nice. Well, thank you so, so much. My name is oh. Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And again, Jem is so fun. And then we can't wait mm -hmm. to see the final thank two you. episodes. Yes, I yes. can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> well, uh, I'll be live tweeting again for both with the car. Oh, dope. Nice. Dope. Yay. Oh. And again, thank you everybody who watched this live. If you're watching it later, please comment down below, share this episode. You know, I, I know people who missed it are gonna wanna know all those clue behind the scenes info tidbits, mm -hmm. which were so fun to learn about and confirm. All right, again, <laughs> thank you so much everybody for joining us and thank we'll see you, you all next week. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.